Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here back with our NBL Focus show for another week. And what a ripping week it's been. The NBL finals have officially kicked off, and they've kicked off with an absolute blast. The action has just been pure pandemonium. Um, It's been unrelenting the first two games. It's really, really building nicely for the back end of the series. I'm pumped to say the least. Certainly excited to share with you what has gone down over the course of the last couple of days, um, as well as recapping all the notable news from around the league. Before we get into it, though, guys, a big shout out to both Stadium Scene and The Cover, two tremendous networks continuing to support us um, and other content creators across the US, across Australia. So very, very appreciative of all their continued hard work and support of us. Let's get into it. Odds and ends. Starting with the news that Nick Marshall has resigned with the Adelaide 36ers on a three-year deal. Uh, In his second year in the league, he doubled his minutes, which kind of, well, it did. It absolutely coincided with him doubling his output. Uh, On 11 minutes a game this season, he averaged four and a half points, one rebound, one assist. They'll, They'll certainly be hoping Adelaide, just trying to build a little bit of stability. We've mentioned this about numerous teams over the course of the last couple of weeks. Um, but with a little bit of stability, hopefully increased development and game time, they'll continue to get more out of him. Showed real flashes this year, and for a guy entering his third year, kind of looks poised to take that next step into a really solid contributor for this team. Really exciting news coming out just the other day. The Cairns Taipans have resigned reigning coach of the year, Adam Ford, on a two-year deal. Now, Cairns were just tremendous this year, absolutely phenomenal um, I use the analogy, as I said, about the Cavs last year. They were kind of my token team. Outside of going for the Jack Jumpers, they were the team I wanted to see do really well. And just given the brand of basketball they played, it was it was fast. It was really high offense. Um, just a really exciting brand of basketball to watch. They fell in game three to the Sydney Kings in the semifinal series, but certainly expect them to be in and around the mix again next season. And as I said, reigning coach of the year, locking up Ford for a following couple of seasons, tremendous bit of business for him and the franchise. And um, hopefully that can help them continue to build because it's, you know, their trajectory at the minute, it's just going straight upwards. And having Ford at the helm, I think will do nothing but aid in that. Here we go. Here's a bit of news for you guys. Hot off the press as of today, only a few hours ago, a big congratulations has to go out to Xavier Cooks. Now, the reigning league MVP, it's kind of been in the talks for the last probably 12 to 24 months about possibly making that step into the NBA. Well, today that dream became a reality. As announced, he has signed a two-year contract with the Washington Wizards. He'll join them at the completion of their NBL final series going on currently against the Breakers. But just a phenomenal acknowledgement for him of his hard work, his development, the strides he's made, kind of setting the tone. As I said, reigning reigning finals MVP, now league MVP. It really is so well-deserved and just gives such another layer of credibility to the NBL. The amount of players coming forth from the league now through into the NBA, it's it's a tremendous, tremendous pathway. Um, You know, Cooks, and I'll touch on this shortly, he probably hasn't performed quite at the level we would have expected of him uh, in the NBL final series thus far. But this is certainly, he has been... 
as as I said, he's the MVP. He's been the front runner of the competition for the last 12 months at least. So this is just tremendously well-deserved. I'm stoked for him. I'm stoked for the league. Uh, you know, seeing what Jock Landau is doing now, formerly with Melbourne United over there in Phoenix at the minute, getting tremendous game time, doing big things over there. Hopefully we see a similar role out in DC for Cooks. So once again, a massive congratulations has to go out for Xavier Cooks. Guys, let's push ahead. Bloody hell, the soundboard's playing tricks and games on me today. Uh, just before we get into it, though, guys, a big, big thank you for all the continued support on the social media channels, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. The engagement has been through the roof this week. Um, you know, if it's kind of in part due to the finals going on or whatever the case may be, have loved talking and discussing all the action with you guys. So keep it coming. We've got three games to go in the NBL series, so be sure to follow all the socials, get in touch with us, Share your thoughts, and uh, let's keep it going. Okay, so on last week's show, I initially said I had the breakers in five games with Barry Brown Jr. as my finals MVP pick. Here's where we stand at the moment. The series tied one apiece. Game one, the New Zealand breakers came out at Kudos Bank Arena, winning 95-87. to They just stormed out of the gate, the breakers taking a 30 to 23 point lead at quarter time, largely off in big part due to going four of six from three in the first quarter. Whereas the Kings really tried to operate in the, inside the paint across the first 10 minutes. And they just didn't quite seem to have it clicking at that point. The second quarter, Ray and Rupert, the next star heading to the NBA next year, he hit the three with the foul in the second quarter, six minutes to go to extend the lead to 11. And at that point, I kind of had a genuine belief that New Zealand could kind of pull off a bit of a game one miracle. As I said, going away, the reigning champs on their home court arena, uh, it's no easy feat. But as I said, from there, Kings just couldn't buy a bucket, especially from three. Whereas in this game, New Zealand, they were just money. They were red hot and it felt as if they couldn't miss. After going down by as many as 14 with four minutes to go in that second quarter, though, the Kings started to click into gear. They got it back to within seven. Uh, before the breakers were able to stretch it to 14. Kuwait Noi 3, though, right on the buzzer, helped kind of reduce the arrears to 11, uh, going in 54 to 43 in favour of the breakers. Coming out at halftime, the breakers just continued to stretch it out uh, to back again by 14 points in the third quarter. Yet early fouls really hindered New Zealand, and the, and the Kings took full advantage of that, really operating more aggressively at the free throw line, and off the back of some really good defense and even better offense, they stormed back into it within six points with five minutes to go in the quarter. And you kind of felt the crowd get into it more. The momentum started to shift. Um, everything was kind of heading their way. The Kings even got it a little bit closer, though. They got to within two points with a couple of minutes to go before the breakers kind of withstood that barrage and got it out to a six-point lead heading into the last quarter, 76-70. to 70. Now, as I said, my finals MVP pick, Barry Brown Jr., he started the game incredibly slowly. Actually, not only started, the first three quarters were incredibly slow for him, but starting that fourth quarter, he just went bananas, all-out attack mode. Likewise, on the opposite end, it was really Barry Brown Jr. versus Jordan Hunter uh, for the Kings. He was the main catalyst for their comeback at the start of the fourth. He hit a three, got an end one, um, was absolutely massive. And for a player who probably doesn't get the... I, I guess the news, the, or I guess the headlines or the um, 
the probably applause he deserves in a, in a team full of stars. He really stood up when it mattered most. Just under five minutes to go in the bowl game, Derek Walton Jr. went down hard. And at that point, he, he really looked in quite some severe pain. Um, it wasn't kind of known what the issue was at that point in time. Later on, finding out that it was a severe quadricep cramp. Now, it just speaks to such what a high-intensity game it was. Likewise, at that same point, Derek Pardon, he was really battling with cramp as well. Hence, get the, get the pickle juice out. Um, you know, I've played sport, a, a lot of sport. Um, never suffered with cramp too often. Only had it once or twice. But, um, yeah, that seems to be the main go-to kind of concoction to fix things, the, uh, the pickle juice. So if anyone's ever tried it, I would love to hear from you guys what it actually tastes like. Um, I can't say I'm a huge fan of pickles, but um, especially if you're from a sporting sense, if you've uh, you've had cramp in the past and you've, they've got you on the pickle juice, I'd love to hear if it works or not. Um, from that point, though, Walton couldn't come back. Pardon tried to come back on for a moment, but he was no good either. Went back and forth down the stretch before New Zealand were able to pull away to clinch a big 95-87 to 87 win on the road. For me, the best players for either team for the Kings was Justin Simon. Doing it on both ends of the floor as he has done all season long. Really held his own and then some. Finished the game with 18 points, 6 rebounds, 3 blocks. Went six, oh, 8 of 11, should I say, from the field. Um, just, just tremendous. A really, really well-rounded game from him. On the opposite end for the breakers, William McDowell-White was just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And I, I don't use that word lightly. No, that's not true. I do use it lightly. I use it quite frequently. Um, he finished with a near triple-double, 19 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, 0 turnovers, and went 6 of 11 from the field. An incredible, incredible showing in that one. Uh, hence, he was my player of the game. Now, here we go. I'm going to throw to you guys out there, as I do quite often. If you're watching this one on YouTube, thank you, as a starter, hit that subscribe button. If you at the moment you might be you might have seen over the last couple of weeks and as I speak at the moment a couple of funky little things going on with the video. If you if you are watching and you happen to know what this issue is, could you please get in touch with me? Because it has got me absolutely boggled as to what's going on and how to fix it. But um, hopefully, just a there we go, a temporary little issue. Um, but as I said, if you are a Zoom watcher or a YouTube watcher and a Zoom user, uh, be sure to let me know, guys. I'd be very very appreciative. Heading into game two in Spark Arena across the ditch there in New Zealand. The Kings winning that one 81 to 74. I tell you what, this uh I was it was to be to be fair, it was a really tough watch through the first quarter. Uh there were no scores through the first two and a half minutes. New Zealand didn't score their first points till four minutes fifty-five of the game at a lapse. Uh, took a Barry Brown three to kick things off, but it was just an absolute slog fest. A combination of good defense. Poor offense uh, really contributed to just a um, a brick show to start it. Even after that, especially especially for the breakers, they just couldn't seem to get things clicking. Uh, because of that, the Kings held a 21-9 to lead at quarter time. In bad news, though, Derek Walton Jr., he left with five minutes to go in the first quarter and then didn't return for the rest of the game. A huge, huge loss, loss should I say, with the concerns of Xavier Cook, so also... Didn't probably play the minutes we would have expected of him. Um, they actually shut him down towards the end of the game, more precautionary, but hoping that this series goes you know, the distance, four or five games. 
but as as Walton went down, even despite having a bit of a lead there, I kind of thought the breakers would get back into it. And that they did. Going into the second quarter, really, really dialed it up. Will McDowell-White, Derek Pardon started to get more involved, and they were able to pull things back to only trail 34 to 30 at halftime. As a, as a kind of like game one, it felt like the momentum was shifting and New Zealand kind of had um, a bit to go off into the third quarter. Tell you what, though, Justin Simon, once again, my player of the match from round one, game two, he, he stepped up huge again. To start that third quarter, he had three steals in the first two and a half minutes, getting crucial points on the board for the Kings um, and just really kind of, I guess, alleviated a few of the nerves. Players like Sean Bruce, Galloway, Glover, Noy, um, so-called second unit players, they were able to extend this lead of 57 to 41 going into the last quarter. And as I said, you know, with Cooks on the injury shelf, Walton Jr., um, these kind of these second second string stars really stood up when it mattered most and kind of having a guy like Justin Simon who almost put the team on his back, uh, they needed that guy to step up. It was a really, really well-rounded performance. New Zealand tried to fight back in the fourth quarter. Wasn't meant to be. The Kings clutched up on the road to win 81 to 74 in this one. For me, the best players from this game, this particular game for the Breakers, no one really stood out. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Isaiah Liafa, uh, partly because I'm a big fan of his work, but he finished with 14 points, three rebounds, three assists on four of eight shooting. For the Kings, it's once again doing the double up here, Justin Simon. He finished with 12 points, nine rebounds, six steals, but was really just setting the tone as he did in game one, both ends of the floor, especially to start that third. As I said, momentum was starting to swing at that point. New Zealand on their home floor, down by four. You know, a couple of heavy hitters out for the Kings. The kind of the stage was set. Everything was in their hands to go up two zip in the series, but Simon had other plans. So very, very well done from him. Looking ahead, though, who wins it from here? Game one and two in the books. Um, I still, I said the breakers in five to begin the series. I'm going to stick with it. You've got to stick with your gut. One apiece. Across five games between these two teams this season, the road team has won every single encounter. Now, that's a stat that favours the breakers. Um, you know, as I said, the Kings have got, if it, if it does go the distance, the Kings have two home game remaining and the breakers have one. Based on previous records, this should favour the Breakers. Um, so I'm going to stick with them in five. Kind of going into it, knew this was going to be a phenomenal series. Both teams, so many strengths. Um, and it's been showcased at the minute. I'm, I'm going the Breakers partly just because of that fact, the record fact, um, or the away game fact, should I say. And just still, there's health concerns residing over Walton Jr., Xavier Cook still. Um, I know they clutched up in game two there, Justin Simon and Co. But I think uh, I think the Breakers will continue to dial it up. Nevertheless, I see it going five games. Game three, Friday night, back in Kudos Bank Arena. It is going to be an absolute sellout, I'd imagine. I tell you what, it doesn't get any better than this. Don't worry about each game being pivotal. Each each play within the game almost seems, seems pivotal. Uh, fantastic, as I said last week, having the two best teams pitted against one another. What a time to be a basketball fan. Guys, be sure to continue to stay up to date with all of our socials for all the latest news from around the league. I'll put, put blah, 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 blah. there we go, a little tongue twister. I'll put a couple of things up during the week. Would love to hear at this point, one all, who you think is going to prevail? 
Uh, I put something up the other day, and a lot of you, the vast majority of you, were going the Kings. Has that changed off the back of the first couple of games, off the back of injuries? I would love to find out. So uh, be sure to hit them up. In terms of our NBA show, Friday night, uh, the boys will be back together. Rowan Lee will be joining myself. Uh, a big episode in store there. So subscribe wherever you listen to the show, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, so as to never miss another episode, guys. Anyway, till then, enjoy the rest of the week. Look forward to Friday night NBL Game 3 action between the Sydney Kings and New Zealand Breakers. I can't wait to speak to you all again next week. Till then, take care.